I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. The idea of stopping your career altogether, taking a career sabbatical, and just doing something different for a period of time is a really, really awesome idea. But how do you fund this? And what happens when you need to go back and get a job again? And does this even make sense? Katrina McGee, a career break and sabbatical coach who took a 20-month sabbatical herself, is here to share her secrets to create a career break success so you can have a happier and more fulfilled life. 
I was really lucky in that I was working with a life coach when I had this brilliant idea. And so what I had really become clear on is all good things come with intention, right? And so instead of just doing this reactively, like, oh my gosh, I hate my job. I just have to get out of here. It was like, okay, I do kind of hate my job and I do need to get out of here, but what am I trying to create? What am I trying to go towards? You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Welcome, welcome back to the show, my friend. I am secretly, okay, probably not secretly if I'm sharing this with you, but (laughs) I am in love with this episode. I can't tell you how many times I have thought about stopping everything and taking a career break. Then I immediately think of a million reasons why that probably wouldn't make sense. What about you? Have you ever had the urge to go into work and just say, "Mm, I think I'm kind of done for a while? (laughs) Doesn't even just the thought of that get you excited? Okay, back to reality. The truth is a career break can be both fulfilling and stressful all at the same time. And Katrina saved $40,000 in 18 months to take a 20-month career break. She traveled the world, spent time with her family, and found out what it meant to have a hobby. I mean, who has hobbies, right? Who has time for hobbies? She found time. Well, today, she works with 9to5ers to help them do the same thing with success. I cannot wait for you to listen to her wisdom. I'm Shauna Compton-Game, and this is Millennial Money. Let's jump into the conversation. Katrina, I am so thrilled to have you join us on the podcast today. This is going to be a great episode. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Shauna. You reached out to me and shared a little bit of your story, and I just knew you had to be a guest on the show because I think a lot of what we're going to talk about really will resonate with hopefully everyone listening. And you shared a bit of your story. I'm just going to talk about a few of the the highlights and then I really want to hear from you. But you shared that after saving like $40,000 in 18 months, which is pretty incredible, you sold everything, left your corporate job and went on this 20-month break to kind of travel around the world. You paid off debt. You did all sorts of things, and now you embarked on career number two. So I want to start a little bit at at the beginning, because I would imagine a lot of people are feeling this kind of post-pandemic syndrome. I don't know what you want to call it, but a lot of people are thinking like, okay, I want to either change my career or or leave my corporate job. So why did you decide to to leave your corporate job? Like, why did you think like, okay, that was the exact right time to do that? Yes, that's such a great question, you know, and I have to be honest, like 
it was a really hard decision to make. So um, there was a buildup to it. And that buildup really started with this sort of building <laughs> inside of myself where I was so, I was becoming so clear that I was burning out and that I was not living the life that I had wanted to live. And, and it wasn't the life that I had sort of envisioned for myself, you know, in my early 20s coming out of college. And I just, I had so much creativity inside of me and so many things I wanted to share with the world. And I feel like through a series of air quotes, smart decisions, I had ended up in a very corporate, you know, career. I went to get my MBA and I came, I became like career number 2, right? Like I became a market researcher after being an actuary and I still felt really miserable inside and I started having this building realization that corporate was not where I wanted to be, but I had no idea how to change that and I thought business school was the answer, it wasn't the answer. And so I just felt really lost. So like I said, you know, it was it was sort of a build up and it wasn't an easy place to come to, but I ended up hiring a life coach back in 2011 and didn't even really know what she did, but uh, knew I needed help. <laughs> and through that work, I started to have this realization when I stripped away all of my fears and all of these sort of limiting beliefs about what was possible that I wanted to take off and travel around the world for a year. I was someone you know, who didn't do a lot of international travel. This was a very scary and big dream for me, but it just became so clear that I was ready to live life on my terms and that continuing on my corporate job and feeling like a robot running on a hamster wheel was not how I wanted to spend the rest of my life. There's so much, so many good things in what you just said. Um, I always share that uh, this is not actual truth, but I always share that I feel like I'm allergic to fluorescent lights <laughs> and that corporate is just not my thing. It's never been my thing. I'm an entrepreneur. I think I was born an entrepreneur. And so recognizing that in myself, it allowed me to make some decisions that I think is just living the life I want to live. So I can really resonate with what you're saying. And you talked about fears in there and and mindset. I'm curious, what sort of mindset did you have to get yourself in to think, okay, this is the right decision, almost regardless of money, because that's a scary thing to take that that leap off from a regular paycheck. So what sort of mindset or, or, or self-talk did you have to do to to get yourself in this place? So for me to get to that place where I could really shift my mindset and have better thoughts, first, I, I really had to let go of so many of the fears and beliefs that I had sort of accumulated over time. So for me, there was so much wrapped up in my own self-identity with my job and believing that, you know, I was the career that I had, or I was the title, or I was the degrees. And, you know, I did all of the things, right? I went to an <laughs> Ivy League school. I majored in math. Um, I tried to make, you know, the smart <laughs> air quotes decisions for my whole life. And I think for me, I really had to release that my self-worth was so wrapped up in the amount of money I made or, you know, like the, the career that I had. And that gave me so much freedom to see my own worth, right? And that I'm a person and I deserve to be happy. Like there's there's so much within me that, is, that could come out and add value to the world, but also to myself. And so for me, a lot of that shift was really around believing that more was possible. I think I had a very narrow view of what was possible for me. All I knew was corporate, you know, that was what all of my friends and my peers were doing. And so I kind of felt like I was at this cliff looking over and I didn't know what was on the other side. And so for me, it was trusting in myself, learning that I could trust myself and really like believing that more was out there. And 
by golly, I'm going to go get it, right? Like I am going to trust myself, take this leap and see that I've created this amazing life. I can create more amazing things and I don't have to do it in the same way that other people before me have done it. That's so powerful. I love that. And I love the idea of detaching your self-worth from what you're earning or even what's in your bank account balance. Because I think we live in this very money scarcity driven environment where we believe just culturally society more and more and more and more is always better and money is always paramount. And I think a lot of us just feel lost in that. And that's that's not the idea of of life that we really want to live. So I, I, I love that you shared that. And I want to talk about this amazing uh, feat that you have where you saved $40,000 in 18 months to really fund this. Walk us through, I mean, how did you do this? What are the secret tips? Because so many of us are just trying to figure out ways to save money to just buy things or, or, or change our life or, you know, maybe take a career break like yourself, you know, how did you really execute this? Yeah. And so, you know, it, it's like you said before, money is such a huge obstacle to a feat like this. And I think, you know, I just want to make clear, like my, my parents, you know, I didn't have a trust fund. Like I, I had lots of debt. I had probably 50 something thousand dollars worth of business school loans, um, that I owed when I decided to make this break happen. And I only had $1,500 in my bank account. So I wow. definitely felt like it was impossible, but I was so clear that this was about my life, right? Like it's, it's me or it's nothing. Like I have to basically save my own life and get myself on a different path to really feel like I'm living. And so, you know, what became clear to me when I had this goal is that I needed to save as fast as possible because I really wanted to leave. And so it was really easy steps, Shauna. And I'm sure, you know, in, in several of your amazing episodes, I'm sure, you know, we've touched on this before, but really, truly awareness was the very first step. So I was not tracking what I was spending and I had no idea where all of my money was going. And at that time, you know, I was making about $90,000, $92,000 a year and I was only saving like $200 a month, which made no sense. But I couldn't tell you where it was all going. I wasn't <laughs> living super extravagantly, but it was sort of like I was magically just living at my means. And so I had to track what I was spending like penny and dollar by dollar for two months to really just understand what choices am I making? Where are my values? And then where are my actual dollars going and where is there a misalignment? And I think it's really important to track it without judgment because if you think that you're doing something wrong, you're going to maybe stop doing it and then feel bad about it, but you're not going to actually know what sort of the default behaviors you have are. So like do it without judgment just know, right? So in the tracking, it was super clear to me there were areas for improvement, like big areas. And one of them was grocery shopping. So I discovered kind of embarrassingly that I was spending about $700 a month at Whole Foods, like just at the grocery store because I <laughs> was impulse shopping the crap out of Whole Foods. And I would just go in there hungry and just be like, these $12 cookies look amazing. I want to try this pancake mix. I need those berries, right? And so um, I was spending so much money. So that was an easy place to start. And I think that's kind of what you do after you build awareness is you start making different decisions. And so where I felt bad or, you know, displeased with where I was spending my money, I started 
editing those behaviors. And I still shopped at Whole Foods because it aligned with my values, but I started shopping with a grocery list and I started really paying attention to what was on sale. So if I'm going to make, you know, a salad, I'm going to pick the veggies that are on sale instead of, you know, going for like the, you know, $8 for a bunch of collard greens just because that's what I think I want today. So it was just being more mindful. I didn't have to like give up my value of shopping at this grocery store, but I did have to change some of my habits. And so I started doing that across various categories of my life and it really started to make an impact, but it was a process, right? I didn't change it all overnight. And I think at first it was like five, you know, $500 a month. And then it was $600 a month. And then I went down to like 400, but by being consistent and forming new habits, I started making better and better choices. And eventually I, my lease ended and I ended up moving in with, um, someone that I worked with. And so for a year, right, I had a roommate and we stayed in a really fancy apartment and we had heated covered parking garages in Minneapolis. So it wasn't that I was, you know, like sacrificing in a lot of ways, but it definitely added an impact to my money and having this big, powerful goal was so important. It was, I was willing to do it, right? That is, I mean, if if I could encapsulate the number one way to make transformation uh, towards your goals, it would be exactly what you said. And so w- what advice would you have to somebody who is maybe you before you started doing that in how to find intentionality in your spending or how to really just attach it to a goal that you have? Because obviously before you did have the ability to, to save, obviously it's just you are making different choices and that's not a judgment. That's not a good or bad thing. That just is a thing. But what would you say to someone that's kind of in that that spot that wants to make that change, but just doesn't know how to bring that intentionality to it? Yes. Oh, that's such a great question, Shauna. So I would say, you know, there's so much freedom in choice, but we are always making choices. And right now, if you are not tracking or if you've never tracked, you're making choices. They're just unconscious. And I just feel like, you know, having this sense of freedom in your finances and having the ability to know what your choices are and to make them conscious is just so empowering and it gives you so much freedom, right? It's not something that you have to do every day for the rest of your life if you don't want to. I mean, I personally still do it because I find it um, really fun and empowering to know just all of the things my money is doing. And I just feel really proud of how far I've come, right? But even to do it for a month or two months, it's like, You are spending this money and we all work so hard. We work so hard to get our money. It's like an energy exchange, right? We are giving up days, weeks, years of our life. We're sacrificing, spending time, you know, with people that we love or taking trips around the world to do the things we want to do. So if we are giving that of ourselves, right? Like let's be conscious about where we're sending that energy back out. Like where are we spending that money? And, you know, it's simple things like subscriptions that you don't use that you pay for. And then it's also things like I'm just impulse shopping at Whole Foods and I don't need to do that, right? But but it's the idea that the choices are already being made for you, but you get to reclaim control when you decide to track it and become aware of what choices you're actually making. Wow. I mean, it's it's just so powerful and impactful. And what I love is that I can, on this show, share my thoughts about that and, and how important that is. But it's really awesome to hear somebody who actually did it and had the transformation and had the change. So I want to I want to focus a little bit on this this career break that you took this really long career break. How did you begin to to plan it 
out and figure out even what the cost would be, what it was going to look like? Like, did you have a plan or did you just kind of let it evolve over time? Like, walk me through all, how all that worked. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This 
my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Okay, listen, like many of you out there, I love Notion, our sponsor today. And I honestly use it every day for my notes and journaling. I also track our family expenses and I manage all of our household to-dos. Notion has been such a lifesaver in helping me get a lot more organized because that's not one of my strengths without stressing me out. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is the AI-powered workspace that can summarize things like meeting notes and automatically generate action items and help you get answers to questions in seconds. It will honestly blow your mind. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, you're a freelancer, you're starting a startup, or you're a student juggling classes and clubs, or you're somebody like myself that just really wants to get organized. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash etm, and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show, notion.com slash etm. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. Yes. Oh, this is the fun part, Shauna. This is the super <laughs> fun part. So I was really lucky in that I was working with a life coach when I had this brilliant idea. And so what I had really become clear on is all good things come with intention, right? And so instead of just doing this reactively, like, oh my gosh, I hate my job. I just have to get out of here. It was like, okay, I do kind of hate my job and I do need to get out of here, but what am I trying to create? What am I trying to go towards? And for me, it was so powerful to be able to create a purpose, articulate a purpose, and to know what my needs were for this break so that I could design a break that was going to fulfill me, that was going to give me everything I needed. So at the end of my break, I would look back and say, wow, that break was more than worth it, right? And so I was lucky in that I had already sort of been thinking along those lines. And so, you know, I was able to really get clear on my purpose. I was able to articulate like the four things I needed. And so once I knew what this break's purpose was, I was able to start daydreaming about how do I fill those needs, right? So one of my needs was connection, feeling like I was so far away from so many people I loved. And with my two to three you know, weeks of annual vacation, I just never got to connect with so many people that had had children or moved away or just, you know, lived far away. And so connection was important. You know, another thing for me was really just like 
healing and um, just restoring and really like getting back in touch with myself. I felt like I had lost myself somewhere along the way and I really wanted to find me again. I really wanted to remember what makes me special. What makes me come alive? What are my hobbies now? I mean, ha ha ha, like hobbies. I mean, I just didn't (laughs) even have any of that, right? In my sort of like grinding it out, like MBA job, it was just, you know, eating and having happy hours with people was about like as far as my hobbies went. And so I just really wanted to find myself again. I wanted to figure out what was going to come after the break and how my life was going to change and what's going to be my next right step. And the other sort of centerpiece is that I wanted to go explore. I wanted to see the world. I wanted to live and I wanted to travel and I wanted to know this planet that I am lucky enough to inhabit. And so for me, once I got clear on those needs, I really sat with like, how does a break do that? And so at first I thought actually all the way into my break, I thought it was going to be one year. So I, I priced it out. I love spreadsheets. I was an actuary. I'm totally nerd out in Excel. And so I really just thought about, okay, to meet these needs, I would love to take a three month road trip through the U S how much do I think that will cost? And I just sort of looked at like, how many miles would that be? And then how much is gas? And then dividing by how many miles to a gallon I get, right? So very simple math mixed with like, how much do I think, you know, hotels will cost? How many nights do I think I'll stay in a hotel versus stay with friends? Um, and then adding on for food and activities. And so that was about $5,000. And then I was like, okay, I want to stay at home for three months and spend the holidays with my family and really just be lazy and indulgent and relax and enjoy this long, peaceful holiday season. And so that was several thousand dollars because I would buy gifts and do all those things and, you know, still have to drive around and things like that. When I went abroad, that was like, I wasn't exactly sure. So I just started looking up like Airbnbs, hotels, hostels, like getting like a a spectrum of what those uh, accommodation costs might be and thinking about how many weeks would I want to stay here? What is the average, you know, amount you spend per day, which guidebooks will generally like give you a number. So I just sort of used those to get a ballpark figure. And then I gave myself about $5,000 to come home and really like sit with what do I want to do next? Take some online courses, go do adult enrichment, really explore and give myself the freedom to transition back instead of feeling a lot of pressure to just find quote unquote a job. And so at the end of the day, when I put all those numbers together and left a buffer just in case, right? Because I was still a landlord of a townhouse. And so I had to worry about does the HVAC break and I need some cash to pay for that? Or does something you know go wrong in the apartment and the tenant needs something? And so when I put all the buffers in, it was $40,000. That was what I thought I needed for 12 months. And so that was kind of my plan. So it wasn't super specific. Um, the road trip was mapped out maybe like a month before I left because I had to tell my friends, hey, I think I'm gonna be at your, you know, <laughs> be in your area like around September the 12th, plus or minus a few days. But um, but I kind of let the international piece unfold, uh, you know, place by place. And so I would know like one or two countries in advance where I was gonna be, but I left some white space in there to kind of ebb and flow. But I was so good, Shauna, at managing my money that those 12 months became 20 months because I just kept traveling until I ran out of money. <laughs> All right. Well, Katrina, we are, we're, we're hiring you as the official Money Money <laughs> Podcast community uh, spreadsheeter planner <laughs> Excel guru. <laughs> you, you now have a new job as well. Uh, so so I, I, you, you, you touched a little bit on like how you were able to stretch 12 months to 20 months, but I, I'm curious, were there any other discoveries that you made about yourself or about your money during these 20 month break? Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I had become right. This person that really respected 
money and my money. I really respected it, right? So in that budgeting thing that you know we talked about in that process, I had just gotten so good at tracking and also really making decisions that were aligned. And so what I found, right, during this time is that there were so many things I didn't actually need, right, that I had budgeted for. Like this sounds so silly, but you know, I started doing my own eyebrows. Like I used to get my eyebrows waxed and that can add up. Right. But I was like, Oh, I can actually do this myself. And not that everyone needs to do that, but I'm just saying there were simple things where I was like, I just don't value like the amount of money I'm spending on that. I would just rather do it myself. And when I'm traveling around the world, it just seems easier. Right. So there were little things, but then there were also big things realizing that, you know, when I am in Vietnam and I can stay in a $15 homestay and be happy because what I really want is to go eat and eat and eat and eat until I physically cannot shove another noodle down my throat. Right. And so again, values, right? Like knowing where I really wanted to spend my money and where I didn't need to and still feeling so happy and so abundant and so fulfilled. And so I just think I continued to make really good decisions about spending where I valued. And it just, you know, it just so happened that I was able to make it last eight months longer than I thought I could. Mm. I mean, you can never have enough noodles in my, in my <laughs> book. <true>. So, <laughs> so I mean, it just sounds it just sounds amazing. So, at what point did you decide? Okay, I want to turn this into an official career where you're now this amazing career ba- breaks sabbatical coach. I've never even heard of such a thing, but it's it's such a cool speciality. Like, how did you decide? Okay, I want to help do this for other people. Yes. Oh, so good. So it was a journey, honestly, um, because you're right. I think I know of like three other career break coaches in the world. So it definitely wasn't something that I just, you know, read in like a, what color is your parachute book? Um, (laughs) But, you know, for me, it was like having the life coach and being somebody that had always genuinely been really curious and interested and passionate about people and understanding people and helping people. Um, seeing her sort of bring my life into this sort of spotlight where I was just improving my whole entire existence really like lit a fire in me to consider it, right? I put a pin in it, put it on the shelf, but in the back of my mind, I was like, I really want to look into that someday. And so when I came back from my career break, I actually decided to go back into corporate. And that is something that, you know, I have helped a lot of my clients do as well, Um there's a, a process called the reentry period. And if you're really thoughtful about planning that, you know, I received five job offers in five weeks after my break was over when wow. so many people would have told me, you're making an epic mistake. Like, how can you, you know, like leave your career after just three years and think you're going to find a job when you get back? But I did. I found lots of jobs. And so, you know, I went back to pay off all my debt. So now I know how to manage money, right? So I'm like, let's go get debt free. And so in two less than two years, I paid off the last $42,000 of my MBA loans and I became debt free. And so that gave me permission in my mind to go get certified as a life coach. And then I started coaching people. And so, you know, I had always been coaching career breaks, but I also was coaching career transition. So people going into freelancing, entrepreneurship, or just feeling like they needed to change their career to find or align more with their purpose. But really, truly for me, it was coaching and coaching and coaching. And the more people I talked to, the more it was so clear, my passion, right? Like my mission is to help people break free and stop suffering and stop sacrificing. I think it's an old belief, an old paradigm that we just, you know, like we just have to keep pushing through because something really good is waiting for us at 65 on the other side of retirement. It's just, 
It's not true. And there's so much that we can create when we put our energy into really being honest with ourselves and trying to build on the things that make us great and the things that spark us and bring us to life. And so that is exactly what I did, right? Practice what I preach. And so you know, when the pandemic began was when I wanted to go from being more of a career transition coach, whether that's breaks or sort of changing to like really talking so much about career breaks. And many people could think it's crazy to talk about leaving your job at the beginning of a pandemic, but my business has done better this year than it had in the previous three years. And I just, you know, I believe part of it is timing and and it actually working out in my favor, but I think so much of it also is about my personal mission, right? When you are aligned with your mission, and I'm sure you know this, Shauna, because like you've created something, you know, completely amazing. And I'm sure it is a personal mission for you as well. There's just no stopping you. I mean, ups and downs, yes. Trials and tribulations, yes, but there's just no stopping you. And so, you know, I really just owned what I wanted to do. I'm here to help people take a break and change their life. And so I just owned it and I claimed it. And then I just started working really hard to make that come to life. It's such an amazing story. I mean, yeah, timing is definitely part of it, but you, you experienced this, you lived your life, you achieved so many goals through this. So I can only imagine what you bring to, to helping other people. And I, you shared something where you, you said you think it's possible for everyone to, to travel like a boss and handle their finances as well, because we typically think we've got to choose one or, or the other. And I'm wondering what is, what is your best advice for somebody listening for how to incorporate both of those things in their life to be able to, to travel? I mean, obviously we're in an environment right now where a lot of us are not really traveling, but let's just look forward to the future, you know, where we are able to travel. How can we do that and still be good with our money? Oh, yes. Okay. So I have two answers for that. One is the fun one, which is points and miles is legit, right? So there's <laughs> so much more that I've been able to do because of being smart and educating myself on how to collect points and miles by following people like the points guy, right? And just really like understanding the value there. So I think that makes it accessible to people that maybe financially, you know, even with a good amount of saving, it would be really hard. So that was one key for me. And it was very inspiring to just to keep reading stories about people who did amazing things with their points and miles. But, you know, on the other side of it is it's really about values alignment, right? And so again, it's like, when you think about the things that bring you to life and that bring you joy, um, when you are fully in it, when you are really just giving yourself full permission to do the things that light you up, I feel like there's so many things we think we need that we don't need. And so I see a lot of people when they're like, estimating how much a trip will cost, right? They're like, okay, well, I'm going to stay at the Hilton or the Marriott or whatever, because like, that's what I'm used to staying at in the U S and it's like, man, there's so much richness out there. Like, there's so much richness in staying in a home state in Vietnam and like getting to know a family. And I mean, you have your own room, right? With your own bathroom. It's kind of like an apartment in a way, but, but not, but there was so much. And I remember I got food poisoning. Um, the second time I went to Vietnam when I was in Hoi An and I was really sick. And, you know, because I was staying in a homestay, the two women, the mom and the daughter that owned the homestay, like they kept checking on me, like every, you know, Aww. few hours they would come and they would bring me like medicine and they would ask how I was doing and they would bring me soup. And they were like, do you need anything? Like, do you want us to call the doctor? You know, but I think opening yourself up to other ways of traveling and being in your mind able to imagine, right. That you don't need it to look 
look exactly like it looks in, you know, in the place that you're from, right? You don't have to stay in a four or five star hotel. You can eat street food. I ate so much street food in Southeast Asia and it would cost me like $2 for a soup or $2 for dinner, right? I think for me being open to local travel or really immersing myself more in the culture and the community made travel so much more affordable, but it really comes down to values, right? Like, so if travel is important to you, you know, make it a priority, make sure that part of what you're saving goes towards that, but also think about what part of travel is essential and really put your money there and don't waste money on things that aren't essential. Uh, it's it's such an incredible story uh, advice. I, I just love this. Uh, I know, I mean, myself, I've wanted to take a career break uh, so many different times and just never have, have done it, whether it's fear or just lack of really understanding how to do it. So I know that you are going to empower so many people through this episode. And I, I love to leave everyone with a tip, a strategy, idea, tool, et cetera, they can use right away. And I would imagine that you have a, a lot to share, but what's something you think the Millennial Money listeners really need to know about taking a career break? Yes. Okay. So here it is, the simplest truth. First of all, it is possible. I have helped couples. I have helped people with children who want to travel around the world with their kids. I have helped people who have massive debt, who are over 50 years old and don't know what coming back would look like. People who are in the middle of their career, people who have involuntarily, right, been forced into a break. It it really doesn't matter, right? Like it is possible, number one. And number two, if you want it to be successful, my simplest truth for you is to be really clear on what success means to you, not what it means to anyone else, not is it Instagram sexy, but what do you need this break to give you for you to feel like it was a success? Because if you achieve that, it does not matter if a global pandemic strikes you down in the middle of your break or you know, if someone gets sick or if something really like blows up, you will pivot and navigate, but you will ultimately be guided by this truth of knowing what do I need to get out of this experience to be a better version of me and to feel fulfilled by this experience to make sure that the sacrifice of time and money right was worth it. Hmm. For sure. Wow. Well, Katrina, this has been such a pleasure. I'd love for you to let everyone know if they're interested in connecting with you and and working with you to bring a career break to, to life. How do they do that? Oh, yes. Okay. So you can definitely find me on Instagram. I share lots of tips, stories, lessons, and things like that. So if you want to follow me, you can, you can find me at K McGee, K M C G H E E coaching on Instagram, but also for millennial money listeners, I do have a free three-part training. And so if you want to know more about how to plan your own epic career break, I want you to come check out Best Break Ever, where I share three secrets over, you know, I've coached more than 35 career break clients through breaks of their own on top of taking not one, but two myself. And so I kind of share three big secrets that I see most people who take a break without a coach miss. So if you want to know what that is and how I've helped people do it, um, you know, please check that out. It's free. It's here for you. um, And it will really help you understand how to begin planning, like the simple way to begin planning a really successful break and overcome the fear while maximizing your experience. So you can find that at bestbreakever.com slash millennial money. I'm a big fan of Katrina's advice of the idea of aligning your values with your intention, particularly when it comes to money. If you've ever thought about what you value in life, 
it's so, so important to connect that with your money. So are you spending your money in a way that is aligning with your values? And in just in case you needed a vote of approval, I am all for a well-intentioned career break. I am going to be your advocate (laughs) on the corner cheering you on because life is meant to be lived. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends, family members, anybody who might be thinking of taking a career break themselves. As always, you can head to the show notes for links to our episode guest and episode sponsors. And be sure to hit that follow button in Apple Podcasts to make sure you get all the episodes or subscribe in whatever podcast player you're listening to. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.